This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. We are live. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Hi, good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. I, um, I got in this morning and uh, I thought I'd make myself a cup of tea. Lovely. Yeah, I'm a man of the people. Keeping it real. Yeah, and uh, I was looking for my TARDIS mug. You know my TARDIS mug? Oh, yeah. The one oh. where it fits more tea in than you'd expect. Exactly. And uh, mm. <laughs> it's got the TARDIS on it. And, oh, I know. Uh, I've seen it, my friend. Yeah, so I, I couldn't see it in the box where we keep our things. And then I walked back into the studio and asked Faye, the assistant producer, I said, have you seen my TARDIS? And she said, yeah, it's, it's, I've put it there so you'd find it. And I said, it wasn't there when I came in uh, just two minutes ago. She said, oh, OK. I said, how long's it been there? She said, about half an hour. And I thought that was very good handling of the talent. <laughs> <laughs> when I said it wasn't there, she didn't say it was there. She went, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> I thought, that's, I get less and less of that as I, as I go on, but it's, it's, it's a nice walk down memory lane. For I love it when I feel the hand of management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, the velvet rope. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, so she wouldn't actually say, what are you talking about, you old fool? <laughs> right. She wouldn't say that. But elegantly done. It was beautifully done, and I was I was moved by it in, 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 in an old showbiz. <laughs> she's what's nice is that she's through a glass screen, um, as if uh, she's a, a, a convict of some sort, mm-hmm. and she's nodding and smiling as if to say, "I can't actually true. see her from here. Mm. Uh, maybe that's for the best." We did ask for that plastic stuff that Holly and Phil had. Hud- cuddled, hugged through. Did you see that? Yeah. They, yeah. they hugged through. Uh, we could have got that. Could have got that, and all had a hug. Couldn't Was we? that this week? Yes. Yeah. They hugged through uh, plastic. Yes. They had the sort What's of. What's um... to that show? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's become eight twelve fifteen. Wow. Wait. <laughs> Honestly, tell us what's happened. Because every time I see a <laughs> clip from it, it's the most bizarre. <laughs> we all think, you know. That there's all this, like I'm slightly obsessed with. Do you know Watchmen? Do you know that show? I know about it. I've not watched. I think it. It, I think it might be the best uh, television program I've ever seen. What is Watchmen? Anyway, it's very, very strange and weird. And then I watch a clip of Holly and Phil and think, you know what? We, we, we got our own. We got our own people doing this kind of work, and they're doing it live. <laughs> It is. I might watch an epic. Is there any normal stuff? Well, you said on it, an episode, it, Frank. Is it on catch up? <laughs> what season are you on? Uh, yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Can you get the box set of this? The trouble is, I think it's only gone completely mad like the last couple of years. I think it used mm. to be. I'm. Don't tell me what happens in season five. No. Okay, because I'm only up to season four. I think it it used to be, it was odd, but this morning it had a sort of Andy Warhol, odd, nothing happened kind of thing to it. Mm. And now they, I think they've got a bit of freedom there and uh, they're (laughs) experimenting. I respect them for that. (laughs) They've become like some sort of artist's cooperative. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I must... Uh, it's Andy Warhol's factory. <laughs> I must check it out, but it leaves me um, desolate after watching just 10 or 12 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what about when I worked there years ago? Did you? Yeah. Did you? My abiding memory is when I broke my little toe and Philip Schofield said, oh, I'll get your, my driver to take you to the hospital. That that's, can be nasty. That's, that's nice. nice. That was yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um... But it was a penny farthing. That was uh, <laughs> that was that was part of their avant-garde um, <laughs> approach to work, and you couldn't really get on. There's only really one pedal. <laughs> Phil just clung onto him like a backpack. But um, yeah. Anyway, so I um, oh, it's oh God, oh. I'm just I'm just about to tell you something interesting, and then uh, the the producers leapt in with the fez and uh, shut up, move on. That sign, you know that sign that she yeah. holds up. Yeah, it's a fave sign. Okay, it's not a good sign. <laughs> I went to see a lady. I've been yeah. there. No, I went to um, 
crocodiles of the world. Oh, do you know oh. it? Well, I've seen it on the motorway. Yes, it's one of those you get the, the, the sign for. Um, crocodiles of I've the world. I've always been intrigued, there is, there is a sister establishment um, mm. which has crocodiles of other planets. Mm. But this one is the of the world. And uh, I had a great day there, I've got to tell you. I went there, so it's brilliant. It's a ringing you know, endorsement. There was lots of masks and uh, hand washing and stuff. But What, um, we get them to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy on a, on a croc as well. Well, they're very no. biddable. <laughs> no, you I have... thought they'd be more independently minded, the crocodiles. What they pull over the snout is an old bagel sleeve. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> How do you get them over here? That's a tricky old What, the journey? crocodiles? Yeah. That used to be a question we used to discuss in the pub when I was um, <laughs> lost. <laughs> um, is what do they do when an elephant dies at the zoo? Oh yeah. What do you do with the the the, the body? You just leave it by the bins. Oh no. Right. Men to take now. I imagine there's protocols. Um, what are they? Though? If you ever go to the zoo, um, what do you do with a elephant, dead elephant carcass? Eight, twelve, fifteen. I mean, you don't want the kids to be going past while they're sawing it up into, you know. No, you're right. Oh, that'd be awful. I wouldn't like that. I've got to be straight with you. So, what, so do the crocs? You know, we've often talked on this show, Frank, about how your monkeys are, are your stand-ups of the animal kingdom, yes. aren't they? Where are the crocs on the entertainment? Can we back? just define crocs from last week's crocs? <laughs> yeah, although I was, you know, I said I was told, I was told, I was saying last week that my my, my eight-year-old son, I, I was told by a shoe shop assistant, was in between crocs. Oh yeah, as far as the size, I was literally in between crocs. Ah, this this, there's a lot of crocodiles there. Okay, and uh, good. And as far as the comedy is concerned. Yes. And this is a bit odd because there are crocodiles, there are alligators there as well. There's quite a lot of alligators. In fact, if I was the alligator's agent, <laughs> I'd be having a word about billing. Yeah. Because crocodiles of the world, full stop. Um, yeah. And um, what's the difference between well, those two? I'm glad you asked that oh! because I asked the lady. Did you? That question. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And. Um, Lady. You know when you ask a question like that, you know when you get a question, you think, this is a good question. Anything oh. like that, if it's like... I go to quite a lot of zoo talks Do and you? stuff. I remember Boz, um, when he was about six, he put his hand up at the at the, uh, the chimpanzee house and said, why do they have um, like those big pink bombs? Oh, yeah. And uh, oh. the bloke was very awkward about it. Oh, really? Because oh. I think it's to attract. Um, partners, yeah, that, I believe oh, yeah. so. But he said, "Oh, well, they, you know, they sit down a lot, and he, oh. you know." And I thought that oh. isn't that's just you lying. Don't now. give misinformation no. because of your embarrassment. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, um, what, what, you know, that bowdlerized Shakespeare yeah. right, mm. when you take all. <laughs> yeah. So to actually give misinformation about a chimpanzee's bottom, yeah, yeah. seems morally wrong. Yeah, to me. Anyway, the the light entertainment there, because they've got um, crocodiles, alligators, snakes, uh, uh, Galapagos tortoise. Oh, well, know, hang on, I see ones. what you mean about the billing now. What the hell's going on? Yeah, but yeah, all, it should be a reptile all variety show or something. Yeah, thank but, you, Alan. But of all the reptile stuff going on, suddenly meerkats. <laughs> No way. Now, somebody has thought, well, we need to lighten this up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> if I say to someone, I, see, I saw I went saw, went saw the meerkats, oh, really? Where? Where did you see them? Uh, crocodiles of the world. <laughs> what, was they on a plate? Also, I mean, talk about if I was a meerkat, I, I'm just saying, I'd, I'd so be a little did, nervy about my neighbours. How did I end up here? <laughs> it's, like, it's like when I got accidentally booked into the children's tent at Glastonbury. <laughs> Um, I was talking... You asked me this, the difference I between... So I asked the lady... I asked you the difference between crocodile and an alligator. Thank yes. you. Um, and um, I, uh, I, um, I asked the lady, and she... I wasn't that happy with the explanation. I think oh. the bottom line is there's not that much difference. What she, she said say? the main thing was that the alligator... Let me, I don't want to misquote her on this. ..has got quite dominant lower 
big, sharp teeth, where the crocodile tends to specialise in opera. Oh. Whereas I think alligator has a bit of both. Oh, okay. I've never heard of the, the teeth being the distinguishing yeah. well, you don't, factor. And, and when you're checking them, you're, you're open to sort it out with something a bit less immediate than checking their teeth. Right. But anyway, that's what she do said. Do you think she just made it up? Or no, you think, no, okay. she wasn't. Not. Did you want like a stripe on their back or something like different? I wanted something, something very, yeah, yeah, this, yeah different washing instructions or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, it was brilliant. I like it. There was a bit where they hold like a dead rat. They hold a dead rat over the over the top of this pond, mm-hmm. and these crocodiles are all jumping up. Uh, trying to, trying to buy, you can hear the jaws going. You know what the jaws, you know when you watch a Punch and Judy um, thing, you know the crocodile in that? There's a proper, I, I need two people. You get me two planks of wood, please, Sarah, so I can demonstrate this. And uh, I can't do it, but it's a ring on. And it sounded like that. These things were leaping up trying to get this dead rat. It was quite medieval looking back. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was great. Um, anyone who's, who's never seen a... Um, a punch and duty. It's uh, there is. You it's can- it's cancelled now. <laughs> is it cancelled? No, I believe there's so. A bit of, there's a bit of domestic violence and uh, and uh, police. I think the police get killed. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but and he's also Mr. Punch. is one of those blokes who you get in the papers now and again who like keeps a crocodile in his flat. <laughs> he's one of those. So for some reason, he's just him and his wife and his kid. But he's got a crocodile. As well. You know those blokes? Yeah. Occasionally they're exposed in the paper. They try to get one down the toilet because it's got too big or something like that. Can I ask a question? Is it Punch and Judy? Who says, that's the way to do it? Mr Punch. Why does he say that? Well, I once once said that light-heartedly in a... a in, let's call it a bedroom <laughs> adventure. Oh, you did And it went very, uh, very... That's all I knew it! It went very badly. <laughs> I thought, you Gosh. know, I'm a commie. They expect that yeah, kind of thing. Bit of levity. Uh, at least I held back on... Naughty, naughty, naughty! <laughs> it's great. I love a bit of pin- Punch and Judy, I'm, I must say. But it doesn't... If you explain it, it's, it's not one of those shows. It doesn't work that well in summary. You if have you, to be if you, there. Yeah, if you, you do have to be there. If I just listed the events, you'd think, oh, that's absolutely terrible. Very squeaky but, chair mm, here, apologies. It's, uh, it's great. Um, My chair's a bit... Hold on. That's it, that's got it right. <laughs> um, we've, uh, we've got an answer that I'll bring to you after this um, from 563 about what happens to elephants. Yeah? yeah. I've, OK, I've got a question for you guys. And I don't Ooh. want you to... Don't, no Googling now. Oh, OK. You know okay. the rules. Yeah. Um... There was a crocodile, a big crocodile, and it was just sitting on the bottom of the tank. And I said uh, to Kath and Boz, let's, let's wake, I want to see this one. It's, it's probably the biggest one in the whole place. I want to see him come up. How long can a crocodile, would you say, stay underwater? <sighs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And we had a couple of... We had, I think we had double cliffs... Yes. Yeah, we did. Um, well, you had uh, sent out one of your more obscure textings of um, what do they do with dead elephants at the zoo? Oh, yes. God. Um, and 563, I think, might be pulling our collective legs here, um, says dead animals at zoos get fed to carnivores. Can that be... Can oh, that I be true? I think oh, if that really got out... I really hope not. If that, that got out, well, this is it getting out. We're, <laughs> yeah. on, we're on national radio. Uh, are we? Oh, <laughs> Look behind you. Um, <laughs> no, I... Um, no, and also, people... If you went to the zoo and there was a, a complete dead elephant in the lion thing... Yeah. yeah, you're gonna. there's going to be some reference. That's going to be... Especially in the age of Twitter, you might have got away with it. Mm. 15 years ago. I think they probably like spray it gold and <clears throat> like use it as a chair and you know like the foyer. Oh yeah. You know make it like an elephant chair or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I, what mm, it would it colonial house. <laughs> it would decay though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think you can probably treat it. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, okay. I saw the dead <laughs> elephant uh, in the wild. Oh, fine. No, in the wild. Yeah. It's quite a big event when a dead elephant goes because ah. They start, the lions go first, and then I think it's uh, 
the um, hyenas. All right. And there's a proper food chain thing. And at the end, the termites go into the bones and it's just dust. Oh, for the marrows. It's brilliant recycling. But they don't do that at the zoo. So I don't think that's the answer. I cannot believe they just... um, just chuck it in the uh, yeah. lion. Carnivores. What if you killed a lion, fell on a lion? <laughs> I mean, imagine coming and just got your kids with you, and there's a dead elephant with a dead lion underneath. Yeah, it's unlikely. Be like those meals people used to have when there used to be a wren inside a pigeon oh. inside oh, a Henry VIII or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, not 2020s, people don't want that. So, what about how long can a, a crocodile stay underwater? Oh, yeah. Al? Uh, eight minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go a similar ballpark. About 11, I'm going to go. Oof. So I asked the lady. Oh, yeah. I said, we're going to wait. Um, <laughs> the lady? I said, how long... Um, <laughs> how long... Bef- she said he can stay down about four hours. Oh. Shut up. I mean, come on. Four hours. Were you waving your ticket at her? How much? <laughs> He can't. Yeah, that's what she said. I mean, he was a big one. She said he reduces... Is he a big unit? She reduces oh. his heartbeat to about one beat a minute or something right, like that. Right, like a version oh. of the free divers. I mean, incredible. I've known people like that. Yeah. <laughs> Four hours, Frank. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. When the, when the, alarm, his... when the alarm went off this morning, it really made my heart oh, thump. Yeah. You know when you're deep in sleep? Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is what will finish me off, alarm, morning alarm. Ironically, it's there to wake you up. Did he keep his eyes open? Air resignation? Did the crocodile minister? Will you answer the question? Did the clock <clears throat> keep his eyes open? He did the very, very slow blink, like the you know the ventriloquist dummy, slow blink, <laughs> creepiest <laughs> thing in the world. They blink, but it's just not quick enough. It's ventriloquist dummy and very posh people. If you were, yeah, if <laughs> blink you were, so slowly, if you the got poshans. really close to the mechanics of a of a. <laughs> of a ventriloquist dummy when it blinked you dear <laughs> oh man terrifying <laughs> Frank Skinner Absolute Radio we've been somewhat <laughs> chastised us you know oh here we go oh. you know your uh, unusual texting of what do they do if an elephant dies at a zoo yeah um, and we've been you know kicking around various ideas uh, 398 has said, You're such townies. Of course they feed <laughs> dead animals to the carnivores. They can't burn them. They can't bury them. What else are they going to do? Firstly, thank you so much for the compliment uh, taken. Also, I don't know if it's a country people thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell, I'll tell you about elephants. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're fed to the uh, hyenas. Is there, that's the old way, the old way we treat them. I like the idea of you and your fancy London ways. You know nothing about disposal of elephant carcasses. Yeah. You know nothing about African and Indian wildlife. <laughs> Um, but I, thank you, three nine eight, for your contribution. You. No, thank you. Of course, um, I don't believe. I think you're wrong, though. I cannot. I'm a quite a big zoo fan. I know people think I'm a mm. member of uh, London Zoo. I got a family membership. Oh, Money to burn. Can I just say um, that's so adorable? <laughs> I'm a zoo fan. It's like having pen pals. <laughs> I do. I really <laughs> like zoos, and I know that as you know. But the London Zoo and and Whipsnade seem to be very nicely caring um, and etc. But um, I do not believe... I'll tell you something. The people I've spoken to work at zoos, and I, I talk to, um, you know, the lady and whoever. <laughs> I always, I'm always talking. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. The spider, the spider keeper gave me his business card at London Did he really? Zoo. Did really? Sp- I've worn a wild and enormous spider coming. I and mean, I, uh, I thought of Ringo Starr immediately. Frank. No, you're all right. <laughs> also, as your name drops go, the spider keeper at London Zoo. Yeah, it's, that's, that's all I've got left. <laughs> um, so, um, but they are the nicest, and I'm not. I, I, I gain nothing from this. I pay for my membership, so I'm not going to get you? any freebies. Yeah, it's not even what? a perk. Oh, it's about no, it's not, not a perk. Oh, about twenty quid or something. No, it's for oh, a family no. membership. Okay. It's, anyway, it's it's worth Calm every. Calm down. But anyway, um, they're always really nice people. I don't believe they're going to say, "Oh yeah, let's saw up the elephant and feed it to the penguins." Well, yeah. Four three six has texted. Ahoy, Frank and Co. Former zookeeper here. Ah. Oh. 
Can we have a jingle for a zookeeper? I think Hold we on. Wait, I must, Hank's I must, doing I must, it. I must have a, uh, a jingle. It must be just, something appropriate. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to find something that will be good. Johnny Morris like? Um, you know the type of thing. For what Hank? about. For a zookeeper, I'm thinking getting strong. You know when they had to, when the uh, animal, the mother rejects the animals, and they had to feed them with small milk bottles, and eventually oh, yeah. they bring them to. I'm thinking of those That's moments. Nice. Okay, well, have okay, one. don't shoot the messenger on this because I am just reporting it, and you did ask quite a um, macabre texting, didn't you? Well. Um, I genuinely want to know. Oh, well, no. well, here it is. Ahoy, Frank and Kerr, former zookeeper here. Unfortunately, it's a case of butchery bags and an incinerator. Oh. Never personally done an elephant. Come My on. PB is Bactrian and Camel. Oh, what? And then they finish with icky job. I can't <laughs> bear it. But you know what? It's better than feeding them to the animals. He's really tickled me with icky job. (laughs) But if you're if you're disposing of a battery and you don't want to be shouting into the lion cage, one lump or two. Oh god. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. People have. It's been great. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Or, of course, you old traditionalists can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. That is all you know and all you need to know. I think we should head to the outside world, Frank, if you're happy with that decision. Can I just put a coat on? (laughs) Just a light jacket. Of course. Okay. Firstly, Ray has texted in this morning. Great name. Uh, I'm not sure what the chat is about in regards to zoos yet. Podcast listener in Australia. Oh, okay. Uh, but has obviously seen some word on the street, as it were, the social media street that we're discussing, Zeus. Yeah. Ray says, what is a reasonable price, in your opinion, for a meet and greet with meerkats as a present for the wife at Christmas? Cheers, Ray. Ooh, tough one, that. In US dollars, or shall we go sterling? <laughs> uh, we're, oh, it's in, we're it's in America. A, no, we're AUD, Australian dollar. Oh, okay. Well, it's done about 50 pence about to the 2. dollar. About 2.5 <laughs> times, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope that's accurate, because a lot of our listeners are uh, travel exchange bureau staff. Oh, yeah, yeah we get a lot of uh, <laughs> dechange. <laughs> yeah. we've, got a, we've got a big dechange following. The BDC are big fans the of bu- ours. I've always loved that, the bureau <laughs> dechange. <laughs> they should call that. You know the... Um, where you go and try your clothes on in mm-hmm. clothes shops. That should be called the Bureau de Chaux. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. People don't think it through. So, so, a mag with a meerkat, as I believe they're called, the YouTubers call them, the meet and greets. Oh, oh mag. Oh, mag. Mm. Oh, that's good. That mm. um, well, there, as I said, there was meerkats and crocodiles of the world, and there was a thing there which um, my child did, is you could go under a tunnel... And come up under a perspex dome in the midst, in the very midst of the meerkats. That sounds good. Yeah, so you could sit in oh. there like like a World War II um, fighter <laughs> pilot in his cockpit. And did that cost extra? Or was no, that no, he just had to be small enough to get into it. If right. I'd have got in there, I'd still be in there now. So with you the, could... fire, the fire people trying to get me out. You could just um, enter the world very literally... I don't know, but if I was going to have a meet and greet with um, Mia, I don't think you can actually touch them because I know they look cute, but I bet they'd have your throat yeah, out. Yeah, I think so. Well, um, Alexandra. Yeah. I would say I, I wouldn't pay more than 200 quid. Oh, I think we have to give the answer in bucks, in Aussie bucks. Okay, well, I, that would I'll be. I'll do the uh, conversion while, uh, while you tell us how much. 450 pounds. Oh. 450 uh, Australian. Well, hang on, bucks. Are we talking Australian? Do- oh, we're getting very. But what it's we need is a Bureau de Change. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not oh, gonna. no, I'd, I'd, I'd say, you know, 50 pounds max. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you might be right. I just, I've got, I mean, and even then, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree to it right now. But that's partly because you know times are tough. Okay. But if it's a special, you know, special how much thing, would you pay, Frank? Two hundred. I'd go two hundred quid for a meet and greet. I, well, you know, I want, three, I want certain things. Yeah, three six four Aussie dollars. That's going to set you back. Okay, okay. I'd, um, I'd want to be able to wear one as a scarf. 
for photos. Oh, yeah. I'll I tell you what, I'd insist it had its velvet smoking jacket oh, on, smoking Playboy jacket. Mansion style. And the lab, and the lab coat and yeah. spectacles. <laughs> does, does Ray tell you how much the actual price is? <laughs> No, I think he's uh, he's seen oh. what, what's what's these. It's a very interesting text. How much money do you think I should pay for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're not um, we're not go compare. I don't need to start all sending. It does it seem in. like Ray might think we are. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'd go. But you know, I'd I'd want I'd want lovely special treatment for that money. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. know, what was it for his wife's birthday party? Yeah. Can it's you been... put a price on love? It's a present for the wife at Christmas. Eight, twelve, right. fifteen. <laughs> Can you put a price on that? Yeah, I don't want any anyone phoning in saying, "Yeah, I will be Milton Keynes." <laughs> I don't want any, spoiler I don't want alert! Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, apparently, the Beatles were unable, even with their money, were unable to purchase love. Oh, oh yeah. So you know. Lovely. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been uh, talking this morning of uh, animals, your zoo experience, Frank. Mm, well, croc of the world, uh, crocodile for the world. <laughs> croc of the world, that different Titanic uh, moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a version of top of the morning to you. Croc of the world. Ah, croc of the world. I, um, I'm croc of the world. Can I say about crocodiles of the world? It was a place where I... I think we've all got places like this. I passed the sign for a crocodile of the world probably 50 times mm-hmm. and always said oh must go into crocodiles of the world. you know it's there's a lot of places I mean I think Gulliver's Kingdom was a place I passed the sign for a lot on the motorway yeah. you know those brown signs yeah and I thought I must check out Gulliver's Kingdom I like the sound of it very very big people tied tied down mm. it's my idea of a good weekend um <laughs> But I think it's gone, Gulliver's Kingdom. Is that something oh. you couldn't find, or is that somewhere else? No, no, that was... Um, that no, was, that was... Uh, re- Cotswold Reptile. <laughs> That's right. Which I Cotswold pass regularly. Rep- oh, do you? Mm, well, well, I've passed Crocodile World, I think. Is Gulliver's Kingdom gone? Um, 8, 12, 15. Yeah. yeah. If you tell us. Of course, there is the old classic, which I've passed many, many versions of then? this. Model Village. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never... Oh. I think I've seen one model village in my life. Mm. That and uh, there was one, Billing Aquadrome, which used to be on the M1, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm. And every time I passed it, I used to sing Billing, Billing, Aquadrome, unless my current relationship was, I thought, faltering. And then mm. I wouldn't sing it until that was over. That was my rule. <laughs> yeah, and I can't stop with that for years. Sorry, I just want to briefly... Um, pause and go back to the the question Ray had posed regarding the meerkat visit because I like it when our readers help out other readers oh yeah Roz has responded to Ray oh. hi Frank and the gang um on the animal encounter discussion i.e. the one posed by Ray I bought for my husband's birthday a couple of years ago an animal encounter with a tapir tapir Oh, yeah, tapir? the ones with the uh, odd nose. It was yeah. called Tickler Tapir at Paradise Wildlife Park. They're about the size of a cow, but roll onto their sides so you can tickle their bellies like a dog. OK. I paid about £200 for the encounter. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> I, <laughs> what I put on it. Which equates to a bureau de change rate of 364.6 Australian dollars. Great. <clears throat> I'd pay a monkey. <laughs> that, that'd, uh, that's confusing. If you phoned up the zoo and said, I want to see the Mia cat, I'll pay a monkey. I mean, that's, that's just going to confuse people. Um, by the way, on the signpost thing, what intriguing signpost have you never acted on? 8, 12, 15. Oh, well, a bit of an update on that. Mm. Gulliver's hasn't gone. They've just opened a new one in Rotherham from Bob in Rotherham. <laughs> Well, of course, I think there's four chapters to Gulliver's Travel, so they could do do the big, giant Gulliver and then they could do the tiny, tiny Gulliver. Mm -hmm. And once you get to the uh, Yahoos and the Hoomanims, anything could happen. (laughs) Prior to that, Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you chaps what you thought in other animal news about the bare necessities from the Jungle Book 
being voted Disney's most uplifting song ever. Is that right? Can we discuss this? I um, like it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, but you're saying that as if you've just heard it, like in the manner of Terry Venables <laughs> hearing Three Lions for the first time and saying, Frank... Oh, it's it's a real key tapper. <laughs> it is a real key tapper. Whilst tapping his car keys on the table. <laughs> it's a real key tapper. Is Bare Necessities a real key tapper, Frank Skinner? Um, well, first of all, the people... Who, I, I wondered what percentage of the people who voted for Bare Necessities got the pawn. Oh. In bare necessities. Oh, they must. What do you think? You think a lot, but I bet it, it wouldn't be a hundred. I bet it would no. be eighties. In its favour, I do have a, a lot to say about this song. Oh, oh dear. How long have you got? I would say it contains one of the greatest rhymes ever, which is "That's why a bear can rest at ease." Uh huh. Oh, I thought you were going to say where you pick a saw, a paw paw, or a prickly pen, you get a. Saw poor next time beware. That's quite good stuff. But well, you're right. Each to their own. Where a bear can rest at ease is, is very... It's I very like taut, it. that rhyme. It is. I, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm not saying it isn't a good song. You eat ants? <laughs> I mean, that's one of the great throwaway lines, isn't it? Well, although it does have the spoken lyrics, and you know that's my greatest fear, is when the musical song, when, when they include speech in it... Do you know what I mean by this? But yeah. one of my favourite things about Disney albums is the bit of dialogue either side of it. Haven't you got a mother or a father? That Just those bits, <laughs> little snatches of dialogue. Golly, thanks, Baloo. <laughs> it's, uh, we must move on. The, the producer is looking dagger, absolute daggers <laughs> at me. I hate that. Daggers would be what we'd call someone at Absolute Radio who's called like J- Jeff Dagenham. He'd be known as Daggers. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we were talking about the bare necessities. Father. Yeah. <clears throat> and And its popularity. What well, yeah. Uplifting is what they've gone for. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about take a glance at the fancy aunts? I'm afraid it would have to be in my case. Oh, yeah. See, that works all right for me, Glance and Ants. I, yeah. um, it's a good song. I don't think it's the... I would say the most uplifting Disney song mm. is, um, you know, Step in Time from uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, yes. Up the chimney, step in time, up the chimney, step in time, never a reason, never a rhyme, up the chimney, step in time, you know that I find that uplifting. Oh, God, I find that whole sequence utterly exhilarating. Do you? Oh man, I'll say. Uh, the reason I don't, I find it le- I, I find it not. Alan up- Cochran step in time. <laughs> Alan Cochran step in time. Never need a reason. Never need a rhyme. Alan Cochran step in time. You can uh, use that when you get your own show. If you can rewrite it with Alan Cochran's out of time, then I can definitely use it. <laughs> Bush and Richie step in time. Bush and Richie step in time. Never need a reason. Never need a rhyme. Bastard. I uh, wanted the whole, um, the whole absolute, absolute roster. Can have it. I'll replace Matt Berry as the uh, yeah. Uh, Jason Manford no, sorry carry on uh, what I would say about bare necessities is mm. the reason I wouldn't use the word uplifting is I I find the character Baloo mm. a slightly sort of responsibility <laughs> avoidant mm, God. you're on the radio and <laughs> I find oh, I'm sorry <laughs> I thought Emily's going to talk for a bit I'll have a cruise <laughs> honestly sorry I forgot I'm sorry I apologise <laughs> <laughs> you eat crisps? Um, yes, he is. He's, mm. on child, his childcare um, responsibilities are. Yeah. Whereas Bagheera, who most people probably um. couldn't even name, is a very responsible, caring... I just think Blue would turn up at your house and say, oh, do you mind if I sleep on the sofa for a bit? Who's that type? He's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Bagheera doesn't even get a song, which is almost true of the responsible, caring people. Who, you know, they, yeah. they, they, no one's interested in them. Second, yeah. we should say this, I think it was a Radio Times poll, it was Hakuna Matata, I think well, was nice joint song. second with You've Got a Friend and Me. I find You've Got a Friend and Me one of the most depressing songs ever written. Mm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's the sort of jazz bar vibe. It's I Randy find Newman in it. Yeah. Oh, 
I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, all good songs, not uplifting. No, oh, that's, no, no, that's, that's not uplifting, yeah. especially for someone like me who doesn't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, seems to be just robbing my nose in it. Well, I, I, I similarly am dwindling mine, but I take solace in Randy Newman saying, you've got a friend in me. I think, oh, there's always this song. That'll there's be. always Randy Newman. If I phoned up Randy <laughs> Newman and said, I really need to talk, things aren't going right, he, he wouldn't give me time of day. No, he probably wouldn't. <laughs> Seems a very miserable, difficult individual. <laughs> Lay wow. review. Wow. Lay yeah. review on Randy Newman's Is he still alive? I think so. Is he? Okay. Yeah, I believe God, so. God bless him. He's up at the moment as well. There you go. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what do you think of Hakuna Matata? I like Hakuna Matata. I like it, oh, well, but it reminds me of the um, New Zealand rugby team doing the haka a little bit. You know, mm. the sort of Hakuna mm. Matata and the Amade, Amade. It's sort of not a million miles off. So <laughs> I believe it's it's a bit problematic, the song currently. Is it? Mm. Hakuna Matata, is it? I believe so. I well, think... if everything's problematic, then probably it falls under that umbrella. I think it's because Disney trademarked the phrase and it's a Swahili phrase. Oh, oh really? Thank you. Wow. What I have an issue with, rather than that, is that the... <laughs> The concept of the it's our problem free philosophy doesn't yeah. quite make sense. Discuss what they actually mean. It's our philosophy based on the principle of no problems. It's not a philosophy without problems. Thank yeah. you. Your witness, Frank Skinner. Yeah, I um, I I like it. <laughs> I, I, I like. Tell um, me. Yeah. And I also, I think once you've copyrighted it, it means no worries for the rest of your days, <laughs> which is a good thing. It's just, um, oh, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, it's a tough poll, that, isn't it? Because mm. there's so many. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind having a text in. What's your favourite bit of accidentally included dialogue <laughs> on uh, Disney albums? You know, just that little bit, things like you eat ants and stuff like that. I love all that. Um, and any others, I'd, I'd love to hear from them. But it's it's um, this. I mean, um, the thingy of life, the circle of life. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, it's very, that's uplifting in its own very. sort of it's new age. It's the most age. uplifting in the canon. Yeah, yeah, and it starts, of course, with Arsene Wenger. Yeah. So it's it's got a bit of everything. <laughs> um, it is. It's it. There's endlessly uh, good songs. Um, well done. Well done, Disney organisation, on that front, at least. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've had a, a response to your uh, line, in a, sort of inadvertent, I don't know if they're quite inadvertent, but the, the dialogue drop-ins mid-Disney yeah. song. Sophie and Jed here on our way to Mary Stroud, Gloucestershire. We particularly enjoy Zazu's not yet input in Simba's song, Just Can't Wait to Be King. Mm. Oh, yeah. Zazu actually does some some very good um, (laughs) additional bits, just chock stuff in. Yeah. It's a bit... um, Are you familiar with Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys? (laughs) No. Just a bit of gossip about her. Yeah, it's... um, He was a bloke. It's, It's one of the most... Compelling. I watch him on YouTube now and again because his entire stage presence is amazing. And what happens is that people play the violin or something and he goes, ah, that's good, and stuff like that. (laughs) It's really... And he just looks like some weird uncle who's got a bit drunk at the teenage party, but I'd recommend Bob Wills. Oh, oh, that's lovely. It's... uh, yeah, he's good on additional. Um, here's a question. I haven't seen the new Mary Poppins. No, me neither. No. Is it a remake of the last Mary Poppins or is it uh, is it a sequel? Oh. Because I was thinking if they... Re- you know the, the current trend at Disney is to remake the animated films as li- yes. a live action. Yeah. Yes. If they, if it's a remake of Mary Poppins, would it be like real penguins dancing and surfing? Them? Well, then I would see it, because you know that's my phobia. Yes, I know. Is the uh, animated characters interacting with human beings. No, I know you, you never... You don't like that. You never like that. Don't like it. It makes me ill. I have to look at films to check before I watch them if there is any... 
any content with that. I don't even want to talk about it again. How long before there's a meeting at Disney where somebody <laughs> says, why don't we take the live action movies that we've had big hits with and make animated <laughs> <laughs> versions of yeah. them? Because the whole thing is like a massive recycling. Do you think they'll say, it worked for the TV series Mr Bean? Yes. Yeah. that's what they did and it, it worked out really well. Yeah. And... Um, they used to do it a lot. Jackson 5 had a... Oh, yes, they did it a lot in the 70s, Frank, didn't oh, they? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think if you're drawing the talent, you can um, you can break a lot of the rules about health and safety and, you know, how, how the animals are looked at. If they're just cartoons, like, oh, it's, God, yeah. it's much, much easier logistically to, yeah. to make those programmes. This is my thing about puppets. They should have puppets presenting the news and stuff. <laughs> And then you wouldn't... Already do. Well, they people. already do. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> more Muppets, more like. <laughs> but, you know, is there any reason why you couldn't have a puppet soap opera? I oh. would watch that, definitely. Imagine have... if they dealt with very serious issues yeah. in the I'd soap like opera. That. I and, would and like that. And the puppets had very high-pitched odd voices, like but Zippy I'd... and George. And... Can we stay for I'd... ten minutes after and pitch this? This is definitely a go You wouldn't have um, <laughs> stars um, holding, the, uh, holding the BBC to ransom? Oh, no. Which is obviously something I'm not... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. <laughs> but, um... Physician, heal thyself. Exactly. <laughs> um, but... Um, I, I, it would just give you give someone extra to me if they were puppets yeah. and you know actors. Mm. Oh, I'd love that. I'd, Theater, that's I'd love you a period be. drama, a lot of bright sedgy visitors. All those would work brilliantly. <laughs> oh man! I, I, but a, a discussion program that'd be a, if, if you recorded a discussion program, then you could have. I don't mean like spitting image. I mean. Puppets that look you nothing mean like puppets. them. No, Frank, that's the way to do Come it. Come on, and and there wouldn't be this worry about um, coffee people not doing. It. Call me. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. <laughs> when we were talking about songs just moments ago, before that. Um, song you know we we're talking about uplifting disney songs mm. do you, i have a thing where if somebody's got a very very nice house and i'm seeing it for the first time i sing um, a whole new world you know oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. i can show you a world shining shimmering I, i'm not going to sing it on the radio but yeah. you know what i mean it's nice, isn't it? I wish you'd a song get on the right. The whole thing, thing as well, with me and me and Emily just <laughs> looking at looking at each other and, and sort of pulling face like, <laughs> oh no! Oh, and then when he got to the soaring, tumbling, freewheeling bit, that's oh, pre the big note. Yeah, and me going done some anyway, we're gonna tumbling. <laughs> no, no, but we. <laughs> no, Albert. We've got to do the show. He's doing all the parts, Frank. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Arabian night. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we? Can I return you boys back to last week's show? Because oh, our, yeah. Our readers do get in touch in the interim, don't they? Yeah. And attention must be paid. Yes. We discussed... County interim. What? That <laughs> uh, holding place they have in Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> what do you buy in a sleeve? Oh, do yes, because someone uh, last week was talking about having a sleeve of bagels. It was somebody that I was interacting with who said there's another sleeve of bagels in there. Oh, yes, yes, it was. Yes, a friend of yours. Someone else, one of our other readers responded and said that uh, a flatmate of theirs as a student had boasted at having eaten a sleeve, hot, an entire sleeve of Weetabix. Oh, I mean, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, tell... it's so good that, even though it's the second time I've heard it, <laughs> the thrill I You're got grinning. was not yeah. much smaller than when I first heard it. <laughs> that was a sleeve of Weetabix. It's one of the most beautiful phrases I've ever heard. Mm. So people seem to have been texting in what they buy in sleeves, as okay. it were. Uh, I got a, a trip down memory lane from Fee and Marie, uh, who said we used to get a sleeve of 10 raspberry ripple mousses uh, as a kid. Oh. Or how we'd dance a jig of joy. Lovely. I remember those. That's um, that'd be the E additives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What are, are, they, are they ice creams? Or? I think they were sort of a 
From bee jams, it says. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What is bee jams? Is that like Oh, a... it's a frozen food store. Oh, is it? It's like Iceland. I thought well, it was Maybe like... it was a London thing. I thought Never it was what like they... you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Put your bee jams on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, God, they're covered in raspberry <laughs> ripple. Jamie Walker has pointed out after eights. The sleeve. Are I mean, they, that's a very literal an sleeve, individual guys. sleeve, yeah. yeah. That's, they're more like the inner sleeve on a, on a vinyl. I'd they're even say there might vinyl. be a sock. Might oh, be a sock. No. 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 no, I think it is. I, think I love it comes sock. in an individual sock. Also, you're making one of the nicest mints in the lovely. universe sound disgusting. The sock. Do you want a sock of after eight? I'd say they essentially, it's a file. <laughs> it's like a filing cabinet and you can go what are those them card index <laughs> oh yeah like a Rolodex like that. thing yeah you could you sort of finger <laughs> through it yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit like buying albums in the old days I'm going to yeah. go envelope is what I would oh, go right. I mean I appreciate there's no flap on them but no. you can't have it all no you're right I um, I once uh, used one to collect my uh Finger and toenail clippings. I remember and Did put you? them uh, and put them in the the bin. Why do you tell us? And then someone story. someone took it out. For, I don't know what they were going to use it for. Someone else and were horrified. But who would have thought anyone would take take one of those out of the bin? You can't, you can't legislate. Yeah, for that's that. definitely the no. worst thing that happened in that story. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it out of the bin. I think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't call that a slip. To me, a sleeve has to have a collection of things in a row. I think those are individual. Right. Um, I'm going to call oh, it an arm, okay. envelope. Isn't it envelope? <laughs> Do you ever say that? I love that people who say envelope instead of envelope. Oh, man. People like that, they make it worth going out the house in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, coincidence, <laughs> with um, with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8-12-15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I've got something to tell you, boys. Oh. Mm-hmm. I went to stay with my friends in the country this weekend. Oh, nice. I had a little staycation. It was responsible, can I say, because we were in a family social bubble, as it were. Yes. It was my uh, my best friend Jane and It's all right, you're, among, you're amongst friends. Thank That's you. fine. And my godchildren. I'm not judging you. You know, one of, the, one of the things about this pandemic, there does seem to have been an outbreak of judgment, doesn't there? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, people judging people for going two runs in the same day, right at the start. Remember all that? But it's difficult because... Shut up about it. One could argue that you're judging the people who are judging the people who are going I am. two runs. So I it's, am, you know, actually, you're right. You're right. It's not worth it. <laughs> Um, I went to uh, Dorset. Okay. There's a monkey world there, Frank. We need I to know. visit that. I've been, I've been there. Oh, yes, you Tremendous. Have. In Dorset. War. In yes. war. In Dorset. And there was a lovely surprise lying in wait for me. Oh. Jane had set up an evening for us. She's not had... me a cat experience. <laughs> no. Okay. Better than that. Monkeys. No. Better oh, than okay. that. Can you guess? Uh, it's hard. I'm going to help you. She, um, she said, I've got an idea. I had an idea that we could have a fun evening. I walked into the room. There was an easel. There was a canvas. There was a kit written on it, the Bob Ross Master Painting Set for Advanced Landscape uh, Painting. Cool. We yeah, did... Just feeling onto the canvas there. No rush. We did a Bob Ross painting party. Oh, wow. Did Fun. Did, did you wear ginger afros? I've got some pictures to show you. <laughs> I think maybe you can guess which. No, I, I guess. should flag up. I had a bit of an issue. Oh, yeah. I loved watching Bob, but the only thing I would suggest to anyone watching it in future... Uh, deciding to do the same thing... Can I that, say that Bob, Bob Ross, the joy of painting, is yes. what Emily's talking about, which is on... It's on about four different channels most nights. Some yeah. BBC Four, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He, and he talks, it's very calming when you're watching it. Very yeah. calming. You can always add colour, but it's a son of a gun to take it away. Yes, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I find with Bob's colours, I dabbed on the tita- titanium white. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. What I found, I had issues with my mountains. My peaks went purple. Oh. Oh, was it cold? Yeah. <laughs> God's sake, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, come on, it's not the 1970s. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> in my part of me, it's in my your soul. house. It's <laughs> But what happened if you, I got my Van Dyke brown mixed up with my cadmium yellow? Oh, oh, yeah. And then I had my crimson berry in there. Next thing you know, purple peaks. Yeah. But oh, I was ashamed. I think that's all right in the modern world where we don't feel tied to represent the colours um, in, in any real actuality. I think it's yeah. fine. Sounds like a great idea. I love that people just go to the effort for something like that. Yeah. If I go away with someone, you know. <laughs> like I say, even organising caterers last, last week was a disaster. <laughs> We had it all, Frank. That sounds great. I mean, I miss the meerkat thing. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if somebody put one just through the letterbox if you paid someone to just put so they just appeared? Like That would be fun. And what I found about meerkats, I was thinking this when I was at uh, Crocs of the World, mm. that um, when they're um, couchant, i.e. Oh. on all fours, they're pretty dull. It's you mean like, when they're in a sort of Jeremy Kyle supine position? When they, yeah, but it's only when they um, are upright, rampant, shall we say, the, the meerkat rampant. It's only that, that's the only time they become cute. What oh, you're saying is you find them appealing when they're in the begging position. Mm. Well, I, d- I think that when they... Um, maybe that's it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I don't know if it is quite begging, it's but... It's a power trip for you, isn't it? I think, yeah, <laughs> maybe it is. Oh, but do I want them grovelling on all fours? I want them upright and proud. OK, OK. But it's interesting. Leave it, means, it. It means that when they're out in the outside world, they can just walk on all fours. You wouldn't even recognise them. You know, so they get the celebrity and they also uh, get a little bit of anonymity when they need it. <laughs> Me accounts. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I, I feel like we should uh, discuss a certain David of Blaine this oh, yeah. week. Uh, there's a long-held tradition of his stunts being mocked by British comedians, and I don't think that should st- change now. <laughs> um, well, I believe uh, Chris Rock said, uh, is that the best we can do, a trickless magician? <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> Whoa, that is good. <laughs> but it is... I, it's weird, though, that this bloke who has been put in ice and buried underground, but I'm more impressed when he makes a card disappear. Yeah. Mm. The old street magic. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's just got a sense, he's lost his sense of what people like. Yeah. <laughs> For people that don't know, he, um, he did a thing this week that is, it's on YouTube and it was on YouTube Live mm. where he floated up into the sky holding a handful of balloons um, Lovely it's about It's about three hours on YouTube. Um, <laughs> the first two and a half are in blowing up 52 balloons, so scroll through that bit. Um, no, it's not. They, they, it's it's called... Um, of... Well, I, I don't feel it's up to me to say this. I think Frank yeah. is the most appropriate person <laughs> to reveal the title of this stunt. Frank Skinner, do you know what it was called? Oh, I don't, think, I don't know. It actually. was called... Um, Ascension. Ascension. Oh, Ascension, yes. Yeah. Mm, yes. I don't know if there was a feast involved. No, not at the moment. But, um, yes, he's... Um, I would not be surprised to find out that David Blaine might think he was um, immortal or something of that right. nature. Mm, mm. You know when they have those competitions... Not competitions, but it's a question you get asked now and again. Is who would be your ideal dinner guest? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and people say, oh, I'd have... Um, Stephen Fry, they he's, always have. He's well. the cliched answer that everybody says, isn't he? Yeah. Not everybody. Everybody that doesn't um, think about it for very long. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just have to all flag down the cab, you'll get him. No, it, but I would, I would put David Blaine on the people I wouldn't have <laughs> for dinner if they were starving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Even if it was the feast of the... <laughs> I just... 
I can't imagine having an evening for him that wasn't an evening with him that wasn't excruciating. And I don't know him, but you know, you just get a. I might... just know that he would turn up in a two thousand dollar leisure wear top. Right. He'd, he'd be it's wearing a, a five grand tracksuit. Yeah. But if he did a bit of close up, I'd be all right with that. But he yeah. wouldn't, would he? What he'd no. do, he'd say, mm. right, I'm going to eat all the cutlery <laughs> on the table. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Do the, um, do the thing when you rip up the newspaper and then it's not ripped up. Do yeah, that. yeah, that's it. Also, sad. let's just say, in terms of his back cat, seven days in coffin, okay, 63 days in block of ice, fair enough. 44 days without food. Paris Fashion Week. Excuse me. <laughs> don't know you're born. Well, that, that I went to see that. Um, that Imaniac was in the Perspex box in London. Well, yeah. That was opposite your old, uh, where your old gaff. It was wasn't a bit, it, fur- a bit okay. further down the river. But I went to see him. He waved at me. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, they, they, I think they told him I was there. Work with them all, haven't you? <laughs> oh, it's a love encounter. But, oh. um, this thing that he did. This balloons thing. Yeah. He said as part of his two year preparation for this. <laughs> two years. Yeah. That yeah. he um he trained to be a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> what what's the transferable skills between being a pilot holding on to balloons? Yeah. I'm wondering when he when he did the first Vex box, did he work work for six months as a lift attendant? <laughs> He's trying to make himself into Daniel Day-Lewis, but they don't have any bearing on what you're actually doing. What's the matter with you? Frank Skinner Skinner on Absolute Radio. Blaine. Blaine, David. Um, I'm doing the register. Two years. As you say, Frank, it's an awfully long time for Mm. preparation for holding on to the balloons. I mean, I, I'm not saying I could do this, but basically, he hot air ballooned and then he paraglided. Things that people do at the weekend. Yeah. And can I just say, he went to 25,000 feet, which is apparently, it's around a normal skydive height, isn't it? I don't I, I, think it's I believe around, so. They said Slightly it was around higher. where commercial aircraft fly. Because mm. I, like yeah, yourself, people skydive when, from there. when it said that he'd got his pilot's licence for it, I had a flashback to when I took my motorcycle licence and, and you have chats in the breaks with the other students and they say, oh, what bike is it that you want? Oh, I want a Triumph, I want that. Do you think there was a chat where David Blaine was asked, oh, what fl- what flights are you going to do? And yeah. Doing balloons mainly, I'm yeah. going to go 52 balloons. What plane are you going for? No, no. <laughs> no. Um, do you think it, when things go wrong, you'll end up a lot with the ones with a happy 50th on and he'll, be, he'll appear at people's parties? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering... Or he'll do, like, proposal messages in oh, the sky. Oh, yeah. oh marry me. Yeah. Oh, or think you'll be over a football ground <laughs> saying, Moy's out. <laughs> oh, no, is it come to this? <laughs> I don't know how he's doing. Is he doing? Is he still like top end oh, as far God, as? Bes- but Blaine's bespoke balloons. Well, I think oh. this was a big thing. This, you know, it not... wasn't that was it? I'd like to know how no. many big, <laughs> how many big stunts he's done that we don't know anything about. Just the press haven't really picked up on them. <laughs> you know, he's probably done all sorts of. Uh, yeah. Jumped off a skyscraper, you know. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a slow news. He didn't dug get. his way to the centre of the earth yeah. with a spoon, and just nobody even mentioned. No, no one knew. <laughs> I mean, what he's worked out, I think, is he's gone uplifting, because there was always a slight. He liked the eyeliner, didn't he? And oh, it's right. sort of dishevelled. There was an earnestness to blame. The danger. He's tried to inject some joy into the performance. Yeah, because yeah. there's not much joy in being in a coffin <laughs> for seven days. <laughs> It's not. It's not uplifting. You wouldn't put, come put out of there. On for Pete's sake. They wouldn't be playing Bare Necessities, the band, <laughs> when he came out from that. No, he's. Uh, uh, yes, I think that's that, that's something he has tried probably, but he's not a man who seems to mm. take easily to uplifting. <laughs> and uh, also, the. I mean, that thing about Chris Rock being a, him saying that he's a magician without tricks, like, it, it's quite easy for other stuff to somewhat overwhelm his stuff. Like, I was looking at the newspaper that, where this was, and it said, oh, yeah, David Blaine, he floated with 20, you know, 52 balloons. And on the same page of the website, 
there's a guy who managed to eat a tube of Pringles on a four-hour flight so he didn't have to wear a face mask. He, he ah. eked out a whole tube of fr- Pringles. I, tell you what, we're amongst friends, let's call it a sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, Frank, one of our um, readers has messaged us about this very matter saying that uh, Andrew Key, I, I don't know about sleeves, but Alan Partridge buys pipes of Pringles. Oh, oh, oh come lovely. on, pipes. Yeah, that's good. But I mean, that's, you know, someone else's comedy. We can't, but thanks for sending it in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We were just discussing um, Blaine. Blaine's latest stuff. I'll tell you what I miss about it, and maybe this is the point that Chris Rock is. I what I liked is I went and saw um, Darren Brown, oh, yeah. the other magical DB, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, he I. I didn't want to know how he did it, but I was fascinated. I never want to know, but it no. was a, it was a lot of oh man, how did he do that? Yeah, I don't. That's what he's lost. Who Blaine? I Blaine-y. don't think. Whoa. Yes, but Brown. I know how he did it. Brown, I think, delves into the psychology. It's human psychology. Uh. Whereas Blaine just wears eyeliner and mm. sits in a box. Yeah. I mean, as again. I think it was Chris Rock, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, readers, who also, he said, is a Twix magician do something, cut a lady in half? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, I saw Copperfield do that. Yeah. Oh, what was Copperfield like? He was, well, see, that's what I like. He um, he flew, he made it yeah, snow. he did tricks, yeah. He cut, he cut a woman in half. I mean, he did, he did the whole... He, did, he gave them what they wanted. Yeah. Was he a big presence on this? He was like a small man. Well, it was it was in a pretty. I can't remember what theatre. It was massive, though. And as I was mm. leaving, I met a comic who um, I knew who had been doing the same twenty-minute magic act <laughs> for, I would say, fifteen years. Mm. And he said, "What to me? What did you think?" I said, "Oh man, it's gobs." He said, oh, "I thought it was rubbish." <laughs> <laughs> but he used to do things. He used to like, you know, he made. Um, was it the Statue of Liberty he made yeah. disappear and stuff? That's a All trick, that isn't stuff. it? He, did trick. he wear a military jacket with uh, gold buttons? I'm imagining so. Did he? I don't know. Is that, was that his thing? I can't really remember. Oh, it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> My mum, uh-huh. her, she said to me her her great fantasy was um, when she was boiling the kettle to make tea, she used to have this, used to be gripped by the idea of pouring the kettle down the back of the television set so it exploded. Oh, yeah. Oh! That, I think Blaine could learn from that. Small, but, like... Yeah, but powerful. Yeah, <laughs> and unusual. It's got a bit of... Yes. A, there's a bit of um, left-field thinking in it. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not flying with balloons. Come off it. Do you think he'll do it again? I worry that... Like, well, I don't worry, but I think it might become like a thing that he just does all the time, that he travels by 52 balloons. But I've got a suit, and if if I gain Stop weight... Stop showing off. I know. Oh, you with your suit, you hanging out with the spider keeper at London Zoo. There's no room for the rest of us to take up space. I have a suit that if I gain weight, the trousers just get a bit like... And they're quite a good marker for mm, how I've my... I've got own. a suit like that. Yeah, I just wonder if, uh, like, if is David Blaine eventually going to be going, yeah, I'm up to 62 balloons now. <laughs> when I yeah, first did this, yeah. I was at 52. I'm going to have to start... In the treadmill. It would have been a better stunt if he'd been uh, clinically obese. Oh, my God. It would have been a a greater spectacle, (laughs) do you think? There are some American celebrities, there's just not enough balloons. Can you imagine? It just would have looked more brilliant. (laughs) James and the Giant Peach. It would have have seemed a greater defiance of the natural laws. Than that, he looks like a bloke. Pretend you could jump that high, David Blake. Yeah. He looks quite muscular and powerful. That's what. <laughs> or maybe somebody on a on a sofa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. As ever, he hasn't he hasn't thought it through. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
Um, you were asking earlier about uh, signage that people drive past. Mm. Um, 626 has said, Hi, Frank and the gang. The attraction sign I've never acted upon is the Tank Museum in Dorset. Always say I will go each time I go past, never do. Uh, I wonder what Daniel that's in like. See, that wouldn't draw me in the... The uh, Tank? Yeah. Oh, I'd quite like that. I'm not much of a war fan. You know, a lot of people... What is like... it good for? Is that what you yeah, well, think? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely nothing. Said again. Um, I um, I used to do a routine about uh, tug of war. <laughs> what is it good for? <laughs> absolutely nothing. Um, I'm really bad at tug of war, Frank. Are you? Oh, I'm no, too slight yeah. in the upper body. I can imagine you in that most embarrassing of situations when your feet aren't touching the floor. Oh, if you're in a tug of war. Yes. Too. Speaking of. Um, I've been thinking um, during that song that we, we, we've had two things today we've discussed. One is um, David Blaine um, flying in, um, were they helium-filled balloons? I think they were, yeah. Yes, helium they were, Helium-filled yeah. balloons. Um, and how to make that more interesting. And also, what do they do with dead elephants <laughs> at the zoo? <laughs> oh, dear. What about that. combining the two? Yeah, just... Got filling, tying as many helium balloons as you need, sending them off. A lot. I and think. Um, just see what happens. Yeah, mm. like a sort of a Viking funeral, but in the air. With yeah, I mean, what you don't want is them to go quite quickly when they're over your house. Yeah. yeah. But one imagines they'd go slowly and the elephant would slowly drift down somewhere and that would be, uh, be probably be local news. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And uh, with a guy in a suit saying, uh, so um, we had a trunk call today about a bit of an interesting uh, incident in Ludlow Town Centre. Paul, what's going on down there? Well, I was all ears, Jeff, when they told me about it. And I certainly, this is something I will remember for the rest of my... Well, it's certainly uh, gone with a bang. (laughs) Oh, local news, love it. Um... What I like is that BBC National News is exactly the same, but it, like the BBC Breakfast is local news, but it's national. And I like they've retained that flavour. Mm. Um, yes, so that's what I would have done. If, if, if we had hotels we, as we moved to the air. Oh, by the way, my, my book's out on Thursday. Oh, shut up. Oh, so what about that? You can't just say my book's out. More in, need the info, it's please. Um, poetry book. Let him, say, let to, him say the name. How oh, to yeah. Enjoy Poetry by Frank Skinner. Oh. oh. They sent me some this week. Little dinky, you know those books that are just nice to hold. Uh-huh. How Ooh. to Enjoy Poetry. Right, I'll do, and can we pre-order? He doesn't know that to say things like this, I do. You can pre-order it. Well, I'm told there's something This like, weekend. I'm told there's 594 books coming out in the UK on Thursday. When it's the well, they day. Are, the, the Thursday's the day. It's the Christmas But interestingly, day. I find most people in publishing take Fridays off. You Is work right? it out. Is that right? Yes. But right. only a couple of hundred of those will be about how to enjoy poetry. I don't oh, think. Uh, Max. Well, by Not all of them. How many by stand-up competition comedians? With you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Not, not many. Oh, Frank, this is exciting. Will you sign mine? Um, uh, yeah. Why not? Are oh, you sad? What, have you gone a bit shy, I just shy have boy? Felt a bit hashtag all. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, that's I've done. I love a, I've it done, when you I've get. Done, I've done a plug. I've done a bald plug. I yeah. love it when you get uh, awkward. It's so retro. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, how unusual. Mm. You know what? Um, Pamela Anderson said to me when I interviewed her for the second time, having said that she couldn't remember anything about the first time. Work with them all. Mm. Um, she said to me halfway through the interview, actually, I know I do remember being interviewed by, by you before. I, I remember the awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. <sighs> oh, dear. Well, I'm very excited about I want. You haven't shown me a, a cover reveal? Nothing. It's um, it's a, it's a stylish. I'll show you a, a picture of it. It's, oh, but on the social. Uh, thank classic. you, Alton. Um, thank you so much for listening to us this morning. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.